you come across somebody once in a while you, you shouldn't have messed with. That's me. Well, I am not an African American. You're Oreo cookie. White in the inside and black on the outside. I don't have an afro. I have an Amerifro. Talking that idiotic stuff you talk about, I will slap you. Go ahead. Make my day. Black as the ace of spades, but 100, 100% American. Heard around the world by everybody and their mama. The Jesse Lee Peterson Radio Show. Uniting the races with truth instead of dividing them with lies. We're also rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Welcome to the third hour of the show today. It's Manhood Hour. It is Wednesday. Manhood Hour. Manhood Hour, rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. And you can get involved by calling 888-775-3773, 888-77-JESSE. Andre, could you come in and adjust this mic uh, from the front of his face and stuff? Um, I have an in-studio guest. Um, he's been with me on radio before, but by telephone. Um, I have with me Jeff Durbin. He is the pastor of Apologia Church in Tempe. Is it Tempe? Tempe. Tempe. Tempe, Arizona. He's a pro-life activist, public debater, radio host, and world champion martial artist. His website is endabortionnow.com. Thank you for coming in, man. Thanks for having me, Jesse. It's good to meet you in person. Yes. Yeah, it's a pleasure. You're a young man. I Yeah, do I look young? Yeah, you do. That's good. How old do you think I look? Oh, man, I hate it when people ask me that. <laughs> I'm, I'm now scared to go older than 30-something. So I'll say about 30-something. About uh, 39. 30. I just had my 39th oh, birthday. Right on. So, yeah, when I shave my beard off, I look like yeah. a child. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when was your birthday? End of February. Really? I turned 39. My kids always remind me. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Yeah. I'm well, I'm glad 40. You're on a media campaign to fight uh, abortion, is it right? Yeah, that's one aspect of what we're and, doing. Yeah. And so exactly what are you doing? And yeah, I know you're doing media stuff. Are you holding any rallies or anything like that? Or? Well, we are um, trying to communicate the truth about abortion uh, into this culture of death that we live in. Uh, with the gospel at the center of it. Uh, we're doing it through uh, our radio program. We're doing it through our television program, which airs three times a week on the NRB network. We also have a, a late-night talk show that we're beginning in about three weeks here. Um, it's called Next Week with Jeff Durbin. And so the core of that show is End Abortion Now right. and communicating the truth about abortion in that area. We're also flooding the Internet with the content that we get from going to do ministry outside of the abortion mills. So uh, this week we dropped one, uh, over 100,000 views in about 24 hours, uh, that essentially exposes what takes place at an abortion mill. It's, yeah. not the, it's not the political talking points you see on CNN or MSNBC. It is real, raw, uncut. It is uh, the, the truth about abortion. You see women going in saying, I know that it's murder. I know that it's a child, but I ought to be able to murder my child. You Amazing, see, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's the real face of abortion is people say, you know, I, yeah, I know it's a child and I should be able to kill it. So what kind of things happen in the abortion 
building room or, hot, or whatever you call yeah, it. So, in the meal. Yeah, so uh, we'll say if you take one um, uh, quote-unquote provider, uh, Planned Parenthood, the largest, uh, largest one, they have about 1,000 abortions a day. That, that they do nationwide. That's amazing. You, yeah, you have chemical abortion. That's via pill. So pe- women will walk out of the abortion mill with a pill in, the, in, in a, in a pa- brown paper bag, and uh, they kill their child via the pill or their yeah. surgical uh, dismemberment. And that is uh, typically what takes, p- takes place on surgical abortion days at Planned Parenthoods across the country where they go in and they tear the arms and legs and heads off of little boys and girls. They disembowel them and and uh, the really uh, brutal aspect of that, not just tearing them apart, is that once they pull their bodies out piece by piece, they have to piece them back together on a tray again like a puzzle to make sure they haven't left any pieces inside the mother, which would cause infection. That's amazing. Yeah. It's a brutal process. Is there any um, – Is there any? Uh, do you know how many abortions are performed each year now in this country? Well, there's um, over 3,000 abortions a day. So that's a 9-11 every day. That's amazing. It is. So it's, 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 it's somewhere around over a million abortions a year uh, take place in the United States. Um, why do you think abortions happen? Why majority of abortions are happening for what reason? Well, I think that I would want to go to the, the fundamental, the bottom level. I think that the Bible says that we're all sinners, and we all um, are made in the image of God, but we rebel against God. We don't want him. We don't want uh, him in his ways. We want to live our own lives and be a law unto ourselves. And so uh, when it comes to abortion, there, uh, there's, a, there's a host of reasons. People say, I'm not ready uh, for a child yet. I'm too young. I don't have enough money. I can't provide. Yeah. Um, women use it. I need to get my education, yeah. career, and all yeah. kind of crap. Yeah, well, it's a long time ago, uh, Justin. You, you, I'm sure you're familiar with this. People used to sacrifice their children to Moloch. They used to take their child. Uh, and not just to Moloch. I mean, in, in pagan societies around the world, people would take their child and they would offer it as a sacrifice to the gods to get a better crop, to have uh, rain, those sorts of things. So what's interesting is in history, we mock these people, for these pagans, for <laughs> taking their children and throwing them to the, li- the, the, the crocodiles for um, a better harvest. But we do the same thing. We sacrifice our children and present them on the altar for what? For comfort, for happiness, yeah. for an education. That's a good point. Yeah. It's 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 just it's just it's just teased a little bit. If men were men, would abortions be happening in the numbers that they are today? I don't believe so. Yeah. No. And what is a man? Well, a man is is uh, is well the pinnacle of God's creation in terms of when He creates uh, over the creation week on the sixth day He creates man in the imago dei in the image of God to be His representative in the world, to be his light into the world. He is a, is, is a reflection of God in a sense, in the sense of spraying out the light of God into the world, but also the woman is created uh, to be his helpmate. And uh, in the image of God, he created them. They make this perfect, harmonious image of God together. But the man uh, is to be the provider, the protector. The man is supposed to um, uh, be... Well, I mean, just put it this way. Man was the was the pinnacle representative of God's creation and the jewel of his creation, humanity. And man is the representative. So here's the interesting, Jesse, is that in the Bible, when the fall takes place and our, our, um, our, our, our plunge into depravity begins, in scriptures it says that it is because of Adam's sin. Right. It doesn't point to the woman. She was deceived, according to 2 Corinthians 11. But 
Adam fell with a high hand, and when he fell, because he was the representative of God's creation, all of creation falls with him. So there's a lot that's supposed to take place with man in terms of representing God. Is there anything in the Bible where it says that you should not have an abortion? Yes. And where? And what does it say? Uh, Well, there's a number of places you can go to. I would say first place I would go to is Exodus. uh, Well, I would go to the Ten Commandments. You shall not kill. And the word kill there in the Hebrew is ratzak, and the semantic domain of the word ratzak is murder. Uh, So the specific um, uh, law against killing is against murder, unjustified taking of human life. And we know from the Bible that uh, Psalm 139, he knits us together in our mother's womb. Uh, We are made in the image of God, fearfully and wonderfully made from conception in the womb. God knits us together there. So we're human from the womb, and God says you should not murder. One more thing is there is a text in God's case law where he gives an example of, um, of a baby dying in the womb as a result of somebody's negligence, and he says, and this is amazing, Jesse, when people say life for life, tooth for tooth, eye for eye, that has to do with equal justice. So if somebody, if somebody steals something, cutting their hand off, according to the scriptures, is unjust. Right. It has to be equal justice, right? Well, in the case of eye for eye, tooth for tooth, in that case, when that's said, it's said directly after, directly after somebody who causes the death of a baby in the womb, life for life. Amazing. Capital punishment, according to scripture, in that text is, is, is specifically referenced towards the killing of a child in the womb. How there are as a lot of Christian women who are having abortions and a lot of men who say that they are Christians are encouraging it. Why is that? Sin. I think that, I mean, I, I can only answer that. Meaning that they're not Christians, they're, they're sinners? I think that, yeah, I think that people, there's many people that profess the faith that do not truly possess right. faith, don't truly trust Christ. They don't have a living faith. Right. It's not alive. It's not real. It's just a I profession agree. of faith. And in those cases, I think that you can see that. You can identify that. And uh, I don't know what's going on in every person's heart. I don't know, Jesse. And I want to give mercy and grace to everyone. I want everyone to know Jesus. But a mother and a father who walk their child into a place to pay an assassin to tear their arms and legs off, they are engaging in an egregious sin. Um, Why is it that more churches are not repudiating abortions from the pulpit? Well, I think we have a problem in the pulpit, Jesse, and that is that we have uh, a history behind us in the kingdom of God, God's church in history, where you have, um, you have heroes of the faith in the pulpit. You have men that are willing to lay down their lives. There are men who took the call of Jesus seriously, where he says, woe unto you when all people speak well of you. There were men who told the truth from the pulpit because it was the truth, and they wanted right. to love people enough and love God enough to tell to people tell the, the truth. truth. Yeah. And um, I think that the problem is in the pulpit. I think we have a lot of cowards in the pulpit, a lot of people who are not willing to stand on what God says. And what, uh, what are they afraid of exactly? Well, I think we love comfort. We love ourselves. We love the praise of men, the applause of men. And think about this, Jesse, and and again, I know you're familiar with this. In Galatians chapter 1, when the Apostle Paul confronts the church in Galatia for this false gospel that had crept in, these people, they were trying to mix, uh, you know, faith and works in Jesus for justification before God. He says, if I come back and preach that to you, let God curse me forever. Let me be anathema. He says, do I seek to please men or God? He says, if I still sought to please men, I would not be the slave of Jesus. So... 
these men who are preachers, they're afraid of the women. They're afraid to offend anyone. And and so— Yeah, well, I think—I mean, I would go beyond—I mean, women, yes, but also men. Uh, we're, especially in the, in the 21st century evangelical West, we have this rich history behind us, Jesse, of— of uh, fighters and warriors. Yep. 21st century evangelical yep. West, we have people who just want to be loved and praised. Amazing. I'm talking to Pastor Jeff Durbin, and uh, we will take some calls at 888-7753. Back in a moment. I call too many times You can call me, baby You can call me anytime I'm talking with in-studio guest um, Pastor Jeff Durbin. He is the pastor of Apologia Church out of Tempe, yes. Arizona. Um, he's, on a, he's doing a media campaign to fight abortion. And we got to get to all of your calls. This is Manhood Hour, 888-7753-773. I want to ask, uh, you believe that the death penalty should be given to folks who have abortions uh, for doctors for performing the abortions, women, of course, who have them, and for guys who pressure women to have an abortion. Is that true? Well, I believe, yeah, anybody who engages, I, I think that in any other case in our judicial system, anybody that engages in the unjust taking of a human life is culpable for um, for, for murder in, in the case of, uh, say, a mother and a father who... Uh, pay an assassin to to kill their child. That would be that would be considered <laughs> murder, and uh, they would be held in any other case guilty of the crime of murder. And in terms of what we talked about last time, I believe, of course, that abortion is murder, and I believe that it, we should treat it like murder in any other case. If a mother and a father kill their five year old, I want them to have to stand before justice for that crime. Um, and in terms of uh, moving forward, we of course hope for state legislation that would criminalize abortion at the state level so that moving on, we would see it in a consistent way, in a real way uh, that makes sense and say this is murder, and we would treat it as murder from that time forward. And so, of course, we're not looking to have us go back in time to see everybody that's had an abortion. I want grace and mercy for everybody who has had an abortion and to be forgiven in Jesus Christ. But moving forward, we want to see the civil magistrate uphold justice for these fatherless children. And um, How about, are you working on laws right now to, that would uh, 
uh, cause abortions to become illegal so that they can be punished? Well, one of the things we're doing at endabortionnow.com is we are doing the front lines work of uh, going to the abortion mills while it's taking place to love these women and men and to give them the good news of forgiveness and salvation, but also to say, we'll help you. That's one aspect. The other aspect is exposing abortion for what it really is nationwide through the media. And the final aspect is what well, you're talking about, the legislative aspect. People can go to endabortionnow.com right now and we have a special service on there we've, we've taken care of for you where you go in, you put your information in, and you literally just click a button and it sends a, a letter off to your legislators in your area that lets them know you'll stand with them for the immediate criminalization of abortion. Um, and uh, how's it take place? We believe uh, things like what's happening right now in Texas is HB 948. It's very simple. It says that that's a human being from conception. That's life. That's how Texas has defined it. And if you take the life of a human being in Texas in an unjustified manner, you're guilty of, of murder. That's the kind of legislation we're looking for. So you're just level. working on this on a state level. You have not – have you spoken to President Trump or anyone connected to him about this? No, I haven't yet. We hope to, of course, one day. Uh, we do believe, Jesse, I will say this. We do believe that the way that we fought against abortion for the last 40 years, 40-some-odd years, um, in terms of fighting against Roe v. Wade – um, has been an abysmal failure uh, mm-hmm. in terms of saying we just need to overturn Roe. Uh, Roe versus Wade um, is not, according to our government system, the Supreme Court does not make laws. Congress makes laws. And so the Supreme Court's um, d- uh, opinion uh, in Roe v. Wade was based first off of a false premise. It said that what's in the womb is potential human life. We know as a biblical fact that's not true, and as a biological fact, it is irrefutable. It is human life from the moment of conception. You don't become human in the womb. You are human from conception. I agree with that. And so Roe v. Wade was based off a false premise, and Roe v. Wade cannot subvert the laws of the states. The states like Arizona. Right now, Arizona has a law. It says abortion is against the law. It's a crime. It's never been repealed. It's never been adjusted, never been changed. It's, it's currently law in the books. And according to our constitutional system, the Supreme Court does not create laws that can subvert the laws of the states. Uh, and so that's important. So we think we should do it at the state level. Are you happy about the new uh, Supreme Court justice Gorsuch? Are you happy he's been appointed? Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know a lot about him. I, I, I've... I've Tried my best to try to understand what he, his position is, and so I'm st- I'll say this. I'm, I'm, I'm open to listening right. and seeing where he's at. Um, I don't know if you told me last time you voted for the president, President Trump. No, no. I told, we, we had a, a discussion about uh, – you said I, I sounded like a Rand Paul guy, you said. Oh, yeah. Yes. So yeah. you're a Rand Paul guy. Um, I Well – I mean, how can you be a Rand Paul? Are well, you a Rand Paul guy? My, you don't well, no, look like I, you, a Rand, you said I sound like a Rand Paul guy. Like yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Jesse. I think my my hope is, and I think you and I will probably be right in agreement on this. <laughs> I, I believe that our history is rich and amazing and beautiful. It wasn't a utopia, yeah. but it was awesome, and it's essentially Christian, in, in yes. many ways. And our governing documents. All that stuff traces right back to biblical principles, and they, that was in the, that was that was the zeitgeist. That was in the that was the spirit of the age. Was biblical worldview. It was, it was the it was in the atmosphere. And those documents, those governing documents that we have, I think we need to get back to that. I would like a candidate to get us back to that. So who would you? So you're not a Trump guy. You're not a Rand Paul. Uh, well, I you know I like. I mean, can I say I like Ron Paul? He's not running. Right, but I like well in, in terms of I don't like everything about him. I don't agree with everything he says. But in terms of small Ron Paul government, is his son. Rand Paul is the son of Ron. Right. Yeah. Oh, Rand is the son. Is the son Ron, of Ron is the daddy. Yeah. So you are for the daddy, but not for the son. Well, I like them both. <laughs> but my 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 hope is, and, and this is essentially it. 
constitutional republic. Oh, okay. I think that's important. So did you vote for the president? No. Anybody in this? Oh, man. No. You didn't vote for anyone. I would have. I would have. If I could have chosen, I would have said maybe closer to Rand Paul. I like Ted Cruz. You and I said this last time. I like Ted Cruz a little bit near the beginning, but I think he got weak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I was I was a little surprised, but not really surprised. About? Because most Republicans are weak. Yep. You know, they're well, rhinos. I, I, and you they're and I weak. wouldn't have any disagreement there. Um, the last time we talked, I asked you about sin. Yep. Do you remember that? I do. That was a fun discussion we had, don't you think? Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> yes. And so I asked you, as children of God, do we still sin? Yeah. And I believe you said yes. Yes. And so you said yes, right? Yeah. And because the Bible uh, says the Christians sin. As a pastor, mm-hmm. a man, you've been called by God, right? Yes, right. You've been called by him. So that means you represent the truth. Yes. And, uh, and are you a son of God as well? Yeah, as a child of God, yes. You are a child of God. Yes. You are his son. Yes. And, Not in the sense of, as Jesus is the divine son of God, but a son in, in terms of adopted as sons. Yeah. Brought into God's family. So you returned to the father and you are now his son. Yes. And that means that you have a brand new nature. That's right. You now have returned to your father God's nature, right? Yes. And in his nature, is there any sin does God sin? No. So God, God by the, nature does not sin. So there's no sin in the nature of God, your father. That's right. Right. And so as his son, how are you able to sin? Well, there's, there's a, a tremendous philosophical mistake to make a parallel between God and his own nature, who fundamentally does not sin, cannot sin, uh, and a human being like myself who was created in the image of God and was fallen and has been redeemed, raised up to spiritual life. We still live in a fallen world, and the New Testament teaches that people who say that they know God and they practice sin, they live in sin, they pursue their sin, they show that they lie. Get the word practice in there? Yeah. If you, if you, do, you, do you read Koine Greek? No. Okay. So I would encourage you to get a, a, a Greek translation and look at the etymology of the words in terms of practice, habitual. Uh, it becomes your, your – like the words that Paul uses are in terms of employment. It identifies who you are. Is sin the nature of God or the nature of the prince of darkness, better known as Satan? Well – Is that God's nature or Satan's nature? Well, I would say Satan is the father of lies, and he's the one that was a deceiver that brought sin into the human family. Uh, so but God it, does not sin, no. So is it Satan's nature? To sin? Yes. Yeah, and, so, and, and, and yours and mine, too, without Christ. So, right. So it's Satan's nature, and if it's Satan's nature, and yeah. you're no longer of your father the devil, how are you still sinning after this break? Got it. 888-775-3773. And we're also going to take some calls when we come back, folks. Back in a moment. This battle is a spiritual battle that we're fighting. It has everything to do with the failing of the family, the weakness of men. It's due to the fact that men and women are in a fallen state, and most of them don't know it. And as a result, they are unconsciously attracted to the things of the world, sexual things, the things that are not seen, which are 
principalities and wickedness in high places because Satan is the father of this earth. But the people are attracted to it because they're in this fallen state and they can't see what's going on. Their fathers and mothers have let them down, especially the fathers, because the fathers are the light of their wives and children. And when the light is out and the salt is weak, you will lose. You will absolutely lose, as we'll lose in our country. Okay, folks, welcome back. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. We've got to get to all of your phone calls here in a minute. I do want to say that there is some news out there. According to Drudge and uh, New York Mag, is that right, James? Uh, they are reporting that sources says Fox News has decided Bill O'Reilly is out. They're preparing an announcement before he returns from vacation April 24th. They are still negotiating his exits, debating whether to allow him to say goodbye to his audience. If this is true, folks, this is not good. It is not good for men around the world. And we'll get into that, see where this goes, but it's not good if it's true. Um... And by the way, we have brand new merchandise for the first time on the Fall Estate TV, thefallestate.tv. So you can go to thefallestate.tv and hit store for the uh, uh, merchandise. And every dime we get goes back into the uh, nonprofit. It goes back into our nonprofit organization. Here is the commercial for the brand new merchandise. I am so excited. I can't believe it. Finally, the Fall Estate merchandise is here. Look at this beautiful shirt. We have red, white, and black. Comfortable, I like to fit. Really nice t-shirts. And we have mugs. The Fall Estate mug. On the back it says, did you have fun? (laughs) Did you have fun? A gift. Excellent gifts, both. This is a great way for you to help us. Can you imagine your friends seeing you with this at the office, at the park, in your home? You're going to love it. Order them now. Go to thefallestate.tv. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes. This is my first time seeing it this morning. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Did you have fun? That's your, uh, after, after you give a 30-minute cringeworthy interview and lay into somebody, you go, but did you have fun? Is that right? <laughs> well, I, I ask at the end of every interview on the TV show, did you have fun? Yes. Because <laughs> I, I, I saw one recently where I, I, was, I was squeezed up the whole time while I was watching it because you were laying into some people. Did you have fun? It doesn't feel like laying into me. It just feels like conversation. Yeah, that's just who you are. I get it. This is Pastor Jeff Durbin. What's your website? Uh, well, uh, apologiaradio.com, A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A, radio.com. That's our TV show, radio show and stuff. But endabortionnow.com is the, the site for 
uh, con- uh, gathering the, the church across the United States to, to, to speak into this issue consistently. And I was talking to you just before the break, prior yep. to break, about sin. Yep. You say you still sin. What type of sins do you commit? Well, Jesus says, love God, love neighbor. He said that all the law and the prophets are based upon, built upon that. Uh, and all of the law, all the little parts and pieces of the law are extensions of love for God and love for neighbor. They're just fleshing out what it means to love God, love, for, love, God, love, God, love neighbor. And so fundamentally, you and I and everybody uh, who knows God and uh, does not love God perfectly with their heart, soul, mind, and strength or love their neighbor as they love themselves perfectly – uh, evidence of that as throughout the New Testament, but I would say specifically First John uh, verse um, uh, chapter one verse five, uh, starting there, he says, "If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth." There's that walking in darkness. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, that's present tense, by the way, it's speaking to Christians. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, uh, and the truth is not in us. Well, really it says if we say we have not sinned. No, if, if we say we have no sin. No. We, if, I mean, of course, the Bible has been each generation down through the generation is perverting the Bible by rewriting the Bible in their own image based on what's happening in the culture. Well, that's interesting. But if it says we have not sinned and we all have, we all, all have sinned, and that's why we need to repent and be born again. The problem but I is still that, want to know what type of sins well, do me, you commit? Well, let me just address that real fast if I could, Jesse. The problem is in how you just quoted that. It's in the present tense in the Greek. Because uh, he says right after that, just I to know, show but you. the reason we are repenting because we are sinners. We recognize that we are sinners, yeah. and we realize we are wrong, so we repent for that, yeah. from that. Yeah. And then once you're born again of God, there is no need to keep repenting because you're not, from that point forward, you're not sinning. Well, I would say uh, that the Apostle John would disagree with, with you there. <laughs> Where's John now? Where is John? No. He's kidding. with Jesus. That's right. <laughs> he would disagree with you in, in 1 John chapter 1. He says in the present tense, if we say we have no sin, the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, present tense, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Also, I would, I would encourage you. What type you, of sin do you commit because of time? Any, any sin, uh, not loving my wife exactly the way God calls me to, being selfish, being prideful, those are all sins uh, with a high hand against God. So when you were born again. Yeah. Nothing changed. Oh no! Yeah, absolutely. You were I used, to be, a, prior, I used to be a drug addict. You were a sinner prior to the, to the uh, repentance, and after you repent, you're still a sinner. I was. You are still a sinner, born, right? Born from above, just right. like you, Jesse. So let me ask: You were a sinner prior to your repentance. Yeah, repenting, right? And so after you repent, you're still a sinner. So what changed? Well, I would say Ezekiel 36, new heart, the law of God placed within me. I would say what Jesus says, born from above. Ezekiel 36, God puts a new heart within you. And what's your new heart? Uh, Well, the text says in Ezekiel— Because you said you're still a prideful person. You don't love your wife perfectly. You're still sinning. I hate my pride. So it sounds like you have the same heart. No, 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 no. My old heart would have loved my pride and would have been fine with it. My new heart despises my pride. It despises my— my uh, selfishness, my new heart uh, desires to love God and to pursue holiness. My new heart repents, and it repents because of the grace of God, because, of, because he's there. But if you are still a sinner, well, I, 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 because of time, I can't keep harping on that. Yeah. So let me ask, how do you explain First John where it says, whoever, 
Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his nature remains in him, God's nature, and cannot sin because he is born of God. That's right. Uh, that, that was first. It was the reference for that is John, First John three nine. First John three nine. Yeah. Well, I would say you need to read First John chapter one, where he specifically addresses the fact that Christians do sin presently, and they need to confess their sin. And the text there he doesn't in say Christians sin. Well, I would say we need it to read John. Does not say that Christians. Well, sin. this is the danger of reading the Bible by proof text. You need to read the Bible in context. And in First John chapter one. He lays down that Christians do sin, and he would actually— it doesn't say I would say this, Jesse, sin. with love and grace to you and respect, he would, he would identify what you say as um, the truth is not in you. Right. If you're a sinner, then the truth is not in you because you're— No, no, you're I was your, saying when you identify, when you say that Christians don't sin and we have no sin, he says the truth isn't in you. But you're mixing it up there and you're confusing it because— I'm reading First John 1. You have sin, that's why you need to repent. But once you're born again of God, you no longer sin. But I think what it is, what you might not realize is that real Christians don't sin. Those who have been born again. Is Donald re- Trump a real those Christian? Those have returned to the Father. Is Donald Trump a real those Christian? Those don't sin. Is Donald Trump a real Christian? I, I don't know. You have to ask Donald. <laughs> Does he sin? <laughs> I'm not aware. Of. I could point to a few things. <laughs> when I come back, we'll take some call. But you do sin and you're a preacher. Uh, That's yeah. my blood. I, I walk in back, the truth and I hate my sin, yeah. Back in a moment, folks. I want to get you some calls. I'm looking at the clock. The time is going by fast. I just want to be clear that we're all sinners who need to be saved. But once you're saved, then you no longer sin because you become a son or daughter of God. So we all have sin. So if you look at my past history, it's a sinful history. But the moment I was born again of God, all that changed, and you won't find that. Let me ask, what is sin? Sin is transgression of the law of God. What does that mean? Well, the law of God is representative of God's own character, and so when God expresses his law, he's expressing what's consistent with his own character and attributes, and so sin is falling short of the mark. It's falling short of, of God's standards. It's, uh, it's, it's lawlessness. Sin, sin, is, sin is lawlessness. Sin is man playing God. That's one aspect That's of sin. That's it. And yeah. once you realize that and you overcome that, then... Everything else fall away. All the habits you picked up as a result of playing God disappear. Let me ask, the last time we saw, I asked, are black people suffering due to racism? Not all, not all, not all, but most. Are they suffering due to racism or the lack of more character? What did you tell me about that? I forgot. I think there's a, there's a host of issues. Um, I don't think that institutional racism is the 
primary problem of, of black people suffering today. I think that the black, black people suffering is the same as, as uh, in terms of white people suffering, and that's what we're just talking about, lawlessness, falling short of God's law. I think that fatherlessness in the black community is um, heartbreaking, and I think that's a primary problem yeah. uh, in the black community is fatherlessness. What is, it, what is it now? What is it, over 70%? Yeah. Of, of, Some say 73, up to 73%. Yeah. I'm born out of wedlock. Uh, yeah. So is it due to, you, you threw in uh, institutionalized racism. Yeah. So my question, though, are they suffering due to racism or the lack of moral character? Well, I think that it, the suffering most, I mean, asking me to give a 100 percent, what percentage, I'd say most of it is, is to do with the destruction of the family. Um, it has to do with sin, fallenness generally. Um, I so don't not believe, racism. I don't believe that the institutional racism is the primary cause of black people's suffering. Do you believe that there is such a thing called, does racism exist? It's hatred. So does racism exist? Hatred exists, yes. And that's race. Racism is hatred. Hatred for another person because of the color of their skin. That's uh, hate. So just to be clear, it's not racism, it's hatred. Hatred. There's no such thing as racism. Well, we're all of the same race the same human is there, family is there anything is there any, is there anything such as racism well in terms of how people generally speak about it today uh when they say racism and they're talking about color of skin i would identify it as a minister of the gospel as the primary problem the bible doesn't say racism it talks about hate yeah. so does racism exist in terms of hatred if I define the word as hatred, do people hate one another? And are there white people who hate black people and black people who hate white people? That exists, yes, that kind of hatred. Does racism exist? Are there people who, would, who could be called racist? Why are you not giving me a yes or no? Well, I'm giving you the definition. No, no, no. I didn't ask for the definition. Oh, okay. I well, asked, you have to define terms. I asked, does racism exist? Does racism exist in terms of hatred? Yes. I didn't ask that. But that's what I'm telling you. Oh, you having fun. I'm having a great time. <laughs> no. Two, no, so no. I'm, ready, I'm ready for two things on the Jesse uh, Lee Peterson show. One is, am I the head of my wife? And the answer is yes. <laughs> two, um, do I still sin? Every show will have at least so a segment So now you got there. me stuck on, does racism exist? Well, because you I want to— give me a yes or no. Because I'm a minister of the gospel, Unless yes. Unless has to be yay or nay. Yes in terms of hatred. The pr- Listen, I have to address it, Jesse. Here's the thing. I'm a minister of the gospel, and so I have to address it in terms of the gospel. The problem is hate. Hate. So if it's hate, that means no racism. It doesn't exist. It's a made-up word. It's a lie. It's an illusion. Well, yeah. No, okay. It, now I see what you're getting at. You've got to help me, Jesse. You've got to give me some definitions and explain things. Um, but no, there is only one. There is think. only one human race. Only one. You and I have the same parent. Adam. Right. We go back to the same well, guy. I don't know. If you're sinning, we might not be serving the same God. Well, I, I would say, Jesse, and I mean this with respect to you, <laughs> if you, you say you don't a... sin today, John says you're a liar and the truth isn't well, in you. And where's John now? Jo- well, John's with the Lord. And God now. said that if you sin, there's no truth in you. Uh, I for can this demonstrate reason, to you that you just sinned today. This reason, well, watch Christ, me, watch me, me show you. Let me finish this point now. Okay. For this reason, Christ came that you might be born again of him, right? I am and born again. Because sin is of your father, the devil. Yeah, well... And well, so if anyone if says beyond... that he's of his... If anyone says that he's of God and he sins, he's a lie and the truth is not in him. And, if, and, and that has to do with living in darkness, living in your sin, unrepentant, not confessing, because what you just did... <laughs> 
is you proof text Jesse a portion of John, and you didn't let John speak in full context. He says he identifies what you say as not walking in the well, truth. Well, I'm talking about what God said, not what John said. So you, wait, okay. Now we're getting to some more fundamental issues. So you don't believe the, that the New Testament is the Word of God? The Word of God, the New Testament is the Word from God. But the word of God is written in our heart. Second Timothy word, three sixteen through word, seventeen says, "All word, Scripture is Theonoustos, breathed out by God." Right. That's why it I says, said. "Holy men, God spoke as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit." So this is the breathed out word of God from the Spirit of God. Yeah, that's why I said the, the the word in the Bible is the word from God, but the word of God is made flesh. Yeah, the word it. is in our heart, and it's that word. And those words that we should live by, and the Bible clearly says that the kingdom of heaven is within, and that we should go there. That, that was and an amazing string of therefore. proof text, Jesse. Let I would point this. you to Theonustos, what because God says in his word. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I want you back. All yes. right, so we'll you get it. you back. I want to go to the Bible, go to God out of Los Angeles. Oh, the Bible, go to God's God. Um, let's go to Las Vegas and talk to Ethan. Ethan, good morning, sir. You're on the air with Pastor Jeff Durbin. Good morning, Jesse. Good morning, morning. Jeff. Good morning. Uh, Thank you, Jeff, uh, for what you do. Um, I appreciate people who take a stand against abortion. Yeah, me too. uh, I wanted to share, uh, yeah, that's actually why I left my church. Um, I became a Christian last year. Ethan, I'm sorry. Hold on to that thought. Let me take a quick break, and I'll let you finish that point when I come back. All right? Quick break. Back in a moment. Jeff, it's amazing that we have about three minutes left here in this hour. It just went by like that. Jeff's website is inabortionnow.com, inabortionnow.com. Give me yes or no. Okay. Uh, Does God tell us to be perfect as he is perfect? Yes. And does God tell us to be holy as he is holy? Yes. Those who sin, are they being perfect and holy? No. All right. That's why you need Jesus, Jesse. Let's go he's to. Perfect. The, but if you sin and, and you got Jesus, you're still not perfect. Let's not go according to, to John. Let's go or to Paul. Ethan. But John didn't say what or you said. Peter. He said. I'm going to have to I, have you back about I, you John. You have to have me back about this. I can yeah. watch. And I want you to, I want you to stew on I this know. one thing. Ready? Okay. I will demonstrate to you that you sinned on the show today. All right. You said that God's word has been corrupted. I said the Bible has been. Right. And it because shows an people ignorance. Have written it. For an example, they put in the word. Don't practice sin. No, no, no. How do that we get the Bible? Is, Let me ask you that. that how do we get the Bible? Deceiving. That how, is deceiving. how do we get the Bible transmitted to us? By God no, no, the transmitted men. text. Oh, Tell I, me about the transmission of the text. Let me do this. I can't even get into it. We have three minutes. I want to go back to Ethan just okay. to be fair to him. Ethan, yes. Yeah. Ethan, we have about two minutes now. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so I was going to a church, and um, it was like my first church, and there are a bunch of nice people over there, and I liked it. But I was starting to wonder, why don't they take a stand on moral issues like abortion and, and things like that? 
and I went on the website of the church, and it says that, you know, abortion is bad, but um, women, it's it's her choice in cases yeah. of rape. Goodness. Things like that. And I was just flabbergasted, and mm. I don't want anything to do with that church anymore. Mm. And I just think that that, and I think a lot of churches, they stay away from moral issues out of cowardice, but mainly for political reasons, because I think there's a bunch of Democrats who go to the church, and they just don't want to alienate them and lose their, their tithes. Mm. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. There are a lot of pa- uh, preachers and pastors who would not stand against abortion in the church. Yeah. Do you support same-sex marriage? No. You know, no, is homosexuality wrong? Absolutely, yeah. it's 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 a, it's a it's a sin. But Ethan, you're absolutely right, man. If they're supporting that, it's time to take your hat and run. Yeah, thanks. I uh, tune into your church. Oh, great! Yeah, no, there are good churches. You said Las Vegas, right, Ethan? Yes, sir. Get a hold of me at apologyradio.com. I can point you to some solid churches out there. Okay, Ethan. thank you, Jeff. Absolutely, right. thank you, Ethan. All right, thank you, Ethan. Jeff, it was fun as usual. I had fun, Jesse. Yeah, you should have me back. <laughs> I will. We'll talk about the transmission of the text. We'll go at it with each other. We'll make everyone cringe. Yeah. There are over 100 Bible transitions. Do, now, and don't so, drop that right now at the last minute so because I'm going to have to spend time refuting it. 100 transitions, there have to be We have wrong. the thank original you, Greek Thank you for language. tuning in, folks, oh, and thanks for calling in. I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> By Bond, Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. Views expressed by guests and callers on today's program may not necessarily represent the views of the station. For more information, call 1-800-411-BOND. That's 1-800-411-BOND. Or visit our website at bondinfo.org. Being born again of God, which is returning back to the fathers, is something else. It's true salvation. Salvation is not when you go and confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior just because someone told you or just because you read it and you just start saying it. When the preacher is opening the doors of the church, come on down if you believe Jesus is your Lord and Savior or if you believe Jesus died and rose again, come on down and confess it. That is not, and I repeat, that is not salvation. That's why you go down yourself, but you walk away the same person. Nothing changed. You had a moment of good feelings. Felt good for a minute, and nothing changed because you were not born again. That was an intellectual confession, not a spiritual one.